Acts chapter number 27. Uh, we've spent many weeks in this chapter uh, going into chapter 28 where we were this morning. Uh, we understand that Paul is uh, on his way to Rome. Uh, he is uh, he's going to be shipwrecked. And uh, we see the beginning right before uh, that takes place, verse number 9. I'm going to read uh, verse 9 down through verse 11 this evening and see what the Lord has for us in this passage of Scripture. Now, when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. I want to use this passage of Scripture to uh, speak on the subject tonight, dangerous voyages. Dangerous voyages. We know, because we've spent some time in this chapter, uh, that they enter into a storm. Uh, And if we look at these three verses, it's a storm they didn't have to go into. It's a storm they didn't have to endure. And in life, there are some dangerous voyages. And I want us to uh, consider that this evening. Father, I pray that you'll uh, take the message tonight. You'll use it to your honor and glory. I pray the Holy Spirit of God will give me clarity of thought. May uh, I be just a a vessel used by the Holy Spirit tonight. I pray that uh, to the hearer tonight that we'll heed what the Scripture has for us. May uh, this be a time of strengthening. Uh, May this be a time to uh, further our resolve to remain faithful to you, to serve you. Uh, Bless our time this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, The the Paul and these uh, other individuals, they're fixing to go and experience a great storm. We have talked about this in weeks past, but they're going to enter into a dangerous voyage. It's a voyage that they did not have to experience. It's a storm they did not have to experience. It's the opposite of what I preached on this morning when I referred to the chains that Paul had to wear. Those came about in the will of God. Uh, That took place because that's what God chose. That was a vehicle, if you will, that God had allowed Paul to enter into as part of the will of God. Uh, And we have to understand, as I preached this morning, that sometimes that's just the way life is. That Sometimes that's just the reality of what God has for us. But I'm afraid all too many times Christians take some very dangerous trips they don't have to take. They take some voyages they never have to take. They experience some storms they never have to experience. It's one thing, and the book of 1 Peter bears this out, if the, if suffering if the will of God be so. You and I all ought to be a surrendered vessel to the Lord. If suffering comes into our life, we're willing to do it because it's something that we can do for our Savior. But there's trouble that I want to avoid. Uh, there, there, are, there are storms that I'd like to avoid. Now, I'll, I, I hope and I pray and I believe my life has been such to this point that whatever God wants me to, to, to experience and go through, I'm willing to serve Him in whatever capacity He wants me to serve Him. I'm ready to do whatever He wants me to do. But friend, I didn't wake up this morning saying, Oh Lord, let me add a chapter to the Fox's Book of Martyrs. That's not my desire. That's not my goal, but we ought to be willing to to, to use our life to His honor and glory. There is a difference in that and then taking some very foolish trips, taking some dangerous voyages. But for the grace of God, every one of these individuals would have perished in this story. 
We know that God in His mercy and His providence, because of the intercession of Paul, spared everyone because God was going to get Paul to Rome to preach the gospel. He spared all, but there was a storm they experienced that they never had to experience. And friend, I, I, part of my responsibility as a pastor is to, to, to bring the scripture to us and give warning and say, Christians, there are some storms you don't have to experience. There's some voyages you do not have to take. And I want us to see uh, several things here about some dangerous voyages. A dangerous voyage is a voyage taken at the wrong time. That's the first thing I want us to be reminded of. It's a voyage taken at the wrong time. See, timing is part of the will of God. And so many times Christians get out of time with God. And timing is part of the will of God. If, there are, if, if the, if the uh, timing of the voyage is not right, we should not take it. And it's part of the will of God is the timing of the will of God. God is very specific in His timing. So many Christians get out of the will of God. They take voyages and they endure storms. They, should not ha- they do not have to endure simply because they took their trip at the wrong time. They got ahead of God. They took things into their own hands. They weren't patient to wait on the Lord. They weren't patient for His timing. See, timing is part of His plan. Well, I know this is what God wants for me. Well, what is important? But the win is just as important. And let me just remind all of our young people, all of our, 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 our single age and our, and our college age and our, and our teenagers, there are some things that, that may be right and things that God may have created, but He did put a timing on it. That's why I still believe there's a way you ought to date and there's a way you shouldn't date. Uh, I still believe, I don't care what society says, the society says it's okay uh, for, for, for uh, uh, you can shack up with somebody and we can just live together. That's not what my Bible says. Well, God, create, well, God created a timing too. It, the timing is just as important. And this is something that society has missed. This is something that churches miss. This is something that Christians miss. There is a timing. All of, to all of our young people, you need to understand there's some things that you just should have to wait on. Because there's a timing. Parents, let me give you a word of caution. Uh, you, you can send your children on a voyage they should never have to take because you push the timing on some things. Because you get ahead of God. One of the things that you have to learn as a parent, and if you have not, God has not yet blessed you with children or you have young children, let me just help you with something. You are going to have to be patient. Why does this child act the way they act? Have you seen mom and dad? Probably has something to do with it. Sometimes parents will push their kids too far out there. Timing. Timing is important. You can take, that's why uh, Christians and, and young couples and, and older couples for that matter, well, well, I know this is what I'm supposed to Well, the timing is important. You can, you can do the right thing the wrong time and it'll be out of the will of God. You need to be very careful of the timing. I notice as well, when we think of dangerous voyages, we find here a very key principle. In verse number Nine, now when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous, 
because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them. It said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. The second thing I want us to, to draw attention to this evening when it comes to dangerous voyages is, is going against the advice of spiritual leadership. I mean, they had the Apostle Paul there saying, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. He admonished them to not go. And they went against the spiritual advice. Notice what verse 11 says. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship. That preacher, he don't know nothing about sailing. He don't know nothing about ships. Why in the world would we listen to him? Well, you probably should listen to the man of God because God impresses upon them. The Holy Spirit impresses upon them. The word of God is used. You've got to be very, very careful. You can take a wrong voyage. You can, take, you can enter into a storm I, as, a, as a preacher's kid. And my, my father pastoring before me for 32 years of this church. And now in my five years, almost five years of pastoring, I have seen this happen and play out over and over and over again, Christian people enter into storms and have casualties simply by not listening to the spiritual leadership that God has given them. Simply by not heeding the advice of spiritual leadership. That's one reason you have a pastor. You have a pastor because so he can pray for you. And I, and I, and I, I thank God for the privilege of praying for you and bearing your burdens with you the best I can. You have a pastor to pray for you. You have a pastor to teach and preach you the word of God so that you can be strengthened and grow. Aren't you thankful to have a church where your family can grow and you as a Christian can grow? But another responsibility of the pastor is to give warning is, is, is to warn you and to give that spiritual counsel that there are some things you might just want to hold off on. There's some things you might want to stay away from. And when you do not heed the spiritual leadership that you have, it can get stormy. Uh, it, you can have great difficulty. Uh, and that's what we have to remember. And sometimes it's like, well, I've already made up my mind. Well, well don't get me involved in it then. I'm not being unkind. I am a very laid-back person. Don't you know that? I am very easy to get along with. I understand my responsibility. I'm, I'm going to preach the Word of God. I'm going to say this is what I think God should do. Uh, but nobody, contrary to what some critics might say, nobody had their arm twisted on the way in or on the way out. I've got too many things to worry about What's going, what, you, what you are and what you are not taking and leaving. It's, here it is, if you want to take it. I, I would encourage you to follow the Word of God. Uh, but if you come to me for a counsel, I'm going to give you the best counsel I can based on the Word of God. So that just doesn't make sense to me. Sometimes I've given counsel that makes no sense to me. But I know it's the right counsel. Because I know it has come in a time of prayer. I know it has come from, from, from an impression of the Holy Spirit of God. Based on there's times I walked into a counseling session. I said, what in the world is going on? And, and, and they asked me something. I said, I don't know. And then a verse of scripture I have not thought of. I can't tell you the last time I thought of. The Holy Spirit brings to mind. So that's a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. We ought to heed our spiritual counsel. Uh, it's to keep you out of a storm. I, not too long ago, was having a conversation with a member of our church, and it was 
it, it was, it was, it's, it's a, it's a young adult. And they're doing, they're doing fine now. And uh, I would never, I would never mention who they were. Um, but Brother Farber's doing good, so don't, don't worry about that. So, um, but we were. I had given some counsel, and I said, you need to stay away from this, and this is what you need to do. And it was not taken as well as it should have been taken. And I made this statement, this is what I'm getting to. I made this statement, I said, I care so much about you that I will fight you for you. I care so much about you I will even be your adversary so that you do not end up as a shipwreck. Now, thankfully, this person is doing well. But, you know, that's part of my role, part of my responsibility. I want you all to like me, especially at Christmas time. I want you all to like me. I want to be at the top of your Christmas slip. I mean, I want, you, I want you to love me. I don't come out here and say, I, I just want to make everybody mad at me. But I know I would rather, there's some things that I know the end result. I know how it's going to end up. And if the Holy Spirit of God impresses upon my soul, it's a, you stay away from these things or go down this path, avoiding and not listening to the advice of spiritual leadership. By the way, having a pastor and never and never heeding his counsel, having, a, having your pastor and knowing what he's going to say about something and then staying away from that, it's the same thing as going against his counsel. I make it very plain what, where I stand. I make it very plain what the Word of God says. Heed the counsel. I would much rather you not understand and listen than have to sit in a room and let's start putting the pieces back together. Now, I will... Stay up all night. I will sit in that room over and over and help you put the pieces back together. But it's a lot more simpler to avoid the storm altogether. And let me say this to our teenagers and our young adults and even the children. If God is giving you a godly mom and dad, save mom and dad, doing the best they can to bring you up under the, the, the teaching of the word of God, Don't you dare rebel against them. Don't you dare go against them. I would remind you the book of to go through the book of Proverbs in Mark every time the scripture mentions a heaviness to a parent or causing a parent to have a burden and to shed tears over the foolishness of their child. I would warn you: be very, very careful. You're heading for a storm. One of the best messages that we had during our conference, and everyone was good, the one that just really resonated with me was when Brother Allison preached that message on God means what he says. And it just reminded me and reaffirmed in my heart what, I, what we do know, but sometimes forget, God means what he says. And I still believe that the scripture, when it says uh, you rebel against mom and dad, you dishonor them, God will shorten your life. You're heading for a storm. And I don't know of any issues tonight with any of our young people, and I praise the Lord for that. But I do know this, the devil is real, the temptation is strong. Every, every person in here tonight has got some rebel inside of them. And we start to want our own way and want what we want. And mom and dad, what do they know? They come from a different generation. Matter of fact, they used to call each other on a payphone. They just don't understand. You mean the phone used to be on the wall? 
They don't understand. But young people, listen to me. Teenagers, listen to me. Don't you go against a mom and dad. Say, well, they're, 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 they're not perfect. Nobody ever said they were perfect. But they're doing the best they can. One day you'll understand what it's like to have the responsibilities of adulthood. It's amazing. These, I can't wait to be an adult. I can't wait to be an adult. They turn 18, graduate from high school, and two months later, like, can I go back? Can I, can I, can I, can I go back? Is it too late to go back? Hey, don't, don't go against your spiritual counsel. Well, there's safety in that. There's safety in that spiritual counsel. Number three, I find... A dangerous voyage is when we overestimate our own abilities. You'll find, I'll not take time to read it because the night is getting away very quickly. I'll not take time to read it, but you find in the storm down towards verse 17, 18, and in 19, they begin to do all that they could do. You find in, in to, to save the ship. You find in verse number 11, Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and owner of the ship more than those things which we were spoken by Paul. We've been in so many storms ourselves. We've sailed so many voyages ourselves. We can handle this. There's nothing that we can foresee. We can handle this. Matter of fact, we are so experienced and we have so much ability. We feel so comfortable with this ship. I know this ship like the back of my hand. I can navigate this through anything. I can handle it. And what they did not understand is there was a storm greater than they had the experience or the ability to get themselves through. How many times, Christian, do we foolishly say, I can handle this and we can't handle it? Well, I, I, don't, I don't need that relationship with God to be what it needs to be. I can handle it. Or I can have some relationships in my life. I can handle that friendship. I, 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 can, I can handle this, uh, th- th- this uh, uh, hobby. I can handle this, this schedule. I can handle uh, this. And I, I, know, I, know, I know what my parents say. I know what the pastor says. But I can handle this. You're overestimating your own ability. Well, I'll stand here tonight and I'll tell you that I, I can't handle it. I, I'm flesh and blood. So, well, Pastor, I, I, I can handle it. I can. I sit there and sometimes I'll look across the table when I hear that and I say, well, you're a much better Christian than I am. You're a lot better than I am because I'm telling you, I can't handle it. I don't want to put myself in a situation where I can become a shipwreck, become a casualty. I, I, I'm into avoiding storms, not sailing into them. And sometimes we find ourselves in, in trouble in storms of life we didn't have to be there. It's because we overestimate our own ability. Everybody hear me tonight. You can't handle the world. You can't handle Satan. You can't do it. You would be, well, I, this relationship will not hurt me. And that's not in my notes, so I don't know why I keep coming back here, but this relationship will not hurt me. This friendship will not hurt me. This habit will not hurt me. I want to say, then you'll be the first that did not get hurt by it. There's a reason why Scripture tells us to flee certain things, avoid certain things, not get into relationships with certain people. Why go into a storm that you could avoid? One reason we take these dangerous voyages is because we, un- we overestimate 
our own ability. Friend, protect yourself. Protect yourself. Young people, don't get upset at mom and dad's rules. Don't get upset at standards that are set and principles that are taught of separation and protecting yourself from this world. Well, nobody wants us to have any fun. Friend, this world is fun for a season, but what they do not show you is the pieces that are left, the rubble that is left. They don't show you that side of it. Why go into a store? Because you overestimate. Oh, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. There's examples that I could use. So many that said, I could handle it. I could handle it. Don't overestimate your own ability. That's a, that's, a, that's a dangerous voyage you don't have to take. Fourthly and finally, a dangerous voyage is in defiance of certain rules. There are just certain rules and certain laws that just cannot be broken. It's true in sailing a ship, but there are just certain laws that God has. Just for example, there is the law of Sowing and reaping. Uh, you sow something, you're going to reap it. You don't plant apples and get oranges. That's, that's not the way it works. You don't sow the seeds of rebellion and reap anything but the fruit of rebellion. It, whatever you sow, you reap. That's a law. I'm, I'm thankful that there's also laws on the other side of that coin, but there are certain laws that certain rules and certain things that just cannot be defied. We read verse 11 how uh, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. But look at verse 12. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also, if by any means they might attain to Finis and there to winter, which is the haven of Crete, and lieth toward the southwest and northwest. Notice it said, because the haven was not commodious to winter in. They didn't want to spend any more time in that dock than they were already. Where we're going is more comfortable. Where we're, that, 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 that other dock, that other port is more convenient, is more comfortable for us to be docked in. Let's go ahead and leave And they made this decision based on convenience. They made this decision based on their own wants. They made this decision based on their own desires of comfort. How many Christians, sadly, have made poor decisions? Well, this this port just isn't as convenient as that port. This port just is, it's a, it's a little more uncomfortable here than, than if we were over there. You know, after all, you know, I have to provide for my family, and here's a job, and here's a career, and here's all these things. Well, well what church is your family going to be a part of? Well, there's not really one there. Well, this port is, looks so much more convenient and looks so much more comfortable than this port we are in right here. How many times have we have Christians sailed in and made a dangerous voyage they never had to make based on their own comfort, based on their own convenience, based on it looking greener, on the grass looking greener on the other side. Friend, that is a voyage. You should never make a decision based on your own inconvenience, based on, based on your own situation. But what is it that God would have me to do? See, it is foolish. 
How foolish would it be to ever consider sailing into a hurricane? We, we, we've, we've seen these storms come through. And, you, and you, see, you see these, I don't even know what they're called. They used to, we used to call them the weatherman. I don't, I don't know what you call them, but these storms come. They run to the storm. I'm going to be hunkered down. Now, if there's certain networks, you can't believe what you see on there, but I, I'm, I'm, going to be, I'm going to be hunkered. You know, I, I don't want to go into the eye of the storm. That, that's, that's, well, anyway, you get the point. How foolish would it be to sail into a hurricane? That'd be foolish. Everybody with me? Some of you look at me like you don't believe that. It would be foolish to sail, even consider sailing into a hurricane. But some Christians will sail head on into the consequences of blatant disregard to Scripture. Friend, whatever the Bible says, that's what we have to heed to. There are certain laws that cannot be broken, and God's laws cannot be broken. There is a consequence. Well, I want to make my own decisions. You can. But you don't choose the consequences. The consequences have already chosen for you. Because God has said, for every decision, there's a consequence. Why is it that we think that we'll be okay this time? I'm the exception to the rule. Friend, tonight this message is very simple, very practical. That The whole purpose of it is to prevent one shipwreck. To prevent entering into one storm that you don't ever have to. Aren't you glad God can get you still through those storms? And all of us can look back and say, what in the world was I thinking? That is one of the dumbest things I have ever done. I wish I could go back. Sometimes you've got to endure the effects of that storm for a long, long time. And, and finding those pieces that have been, uh, have been dashed on those rocks and in that storm, you can put things back together, but you've got to do that over a period of time. I'm just trying tonight to remind us that we don't have to enter into some storms. Some storms we don't have to reap the, the results of because there are certain things that we know are going to be the consequence. And if Scripture tells us if you do A, you're going to get B, let me tell you something. Don't expect C. I want to get in the Word of God and when I find a promise that says if I obey and I honor, I'm going to get the favor of God. That's where I want to live. I'm not perfect at it, but that's where I want to live. Likewise, there are things in Scripture that God says to stay away from. If you don't stay away from it, there are consequences. A lot of times we make the mistake of saying, well, God's punishing me. God will chastise His children. Many of you have, have, have wayward children, and, and I know it's a burden to you. And the question I get often, do you think they're, they're saved? They're going through this and this and this. And as much comfort as I can offer with this, if God is putting them through it, that's a good sign they're saved. Because He will chastise His children. He will do whatever is necessary to remind them that they belong to Him. But we've got to be reminded that there are storms that we do not have to go through. 
And sometimes, as I was, I was going to make the point, sometimes we say, well, God is punishing me. You know, as I, I get more and more into the Word of God, I find that there's some things that God doesn't have to punish us for. Because there's already a consequence for that action. It has been set. If you are going to give in to your flesh and give in to your flesh, God does not have to come down and punish you. Your flesh, there's consequences of giving to your flesh. That's not the punishment of God. That's the reality of you selling into a storm you never had to sell into. You trying to go against and overestimate your own ability. There are certain things, friend, if you, if you give in to this world and you allow this world to influence you, it's not going to influence you in a positive way. It's going to influence you in a negative way. Sometimes they say, well, I don't understand why my, my children turned out the way, the way they turned out. Well, sometimes it is because we did not make the effort. Sometimes when something was preached at the church house, we went against the opposite of it. And the, instead of the emphasis being placed on the house of God in, in the Lord's day, and we ought to be in the, in the church house every time the church doors are open, sometimes we can preach a different message to our children. That's a storm that we don't have to sell into. I preached this morning on, there's just some things that come with the will of God that God will use to his honor and glory, things we don't choose. Those aren't easy, those aren't fun, those aren't difficult. I mean, those are difficult. Those are the things that sometimes we, 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 we don't want, but that's where God gets the honor and glory. But friend, why don't we avoid storms that we don't have to sell into? There is a difference in God working through your life and putting you through some difficulty, putting you through the fire so that the dross can be removed. There's a difference in that, in us not heeding the word of God, ignoring the spiritual leadership that we have, overestimating our own abilities. The moment I hear Christians say, I can handle it, I know they are in desperate trouble. I know they are just steps away from catastrophe. Friend, you and I can't handle it. And there are just certain rules, if you will, that, that you don't want to go against because God has established an order. God has established certain things. Why don't we heed the word of God and just determine we're not going to be a casualty. We're not going to be a shipwreck. Hey, sometimes storms come, we never anticipated them. It's part of the will of God. We get close to the Lord, we ask Him to get us through it, and He gets us through them. But I don't, this is one of these very simple but preventative messages tonight. You don't have to be the one that takes your children away from God. There are a lot, see, why are our churches the way they are? I can tell you, there's a lot of reasons, but I can tell you one thing that's happened in our nation in the last generation. It's not new to the last generation, but it's certainly something that has, I've seen it take place in my lifetime. Mom and dad gets upset 
at the man of God. They take their children away from the things of God. And what they have said to their children is that you do not have to fear God and you do not have to listen to spiritual authority. God's law is not absolute. They're a generation who are away from God. You say, do you get up? I don't get upset at them. I get upset at mom and dad. Say, well, what happens when, when, when somebody decides they want, to, they want to leave the church? Do you get mad at them? No. Sometimes I have to deal with my flesh, as you would imagine. But I shed some tears, not only over what's going to happen to them, but those children that they take away from the things of God. Sell them into a storm they never have to be in. Why don't we just trust God? Obey God. Don't, don't, don't sell into a danger. Don't, don't take a dangerous voyage you don't have to take. 